0: Welcome to Collision Cast, the official podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Fender Bender Editor Todd Quartermaine. In this episode, I'm joined once again by Chris Memoni, and we discuss the quality control process of a repair, when to do QA checks, what to look for, and how crucial these checks are to performing a safe, quality repair. For more from Chris, head to chrismemoni.com and catch up with Chris's previous appearances on Collision Cast on fenderbender.com. And now, here's our conversation. Joined here again by our friend uh, Chris Memoni. Chris, we are going to be talking about quality control checks today and uh, when they're performed as part of the repair process, what you look for Maybe some you know tips or pitfalls that you see, um, you know where mistakes are being made, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, this is a, an area of expertise for Chris, so I'm sure he's going to have some good insight to share with us. Chris, to start out with, you know what at what stages of the repair do you do the control checks, and what do you look for at each one?
1: Uh, good morning, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. Um, well, the the quality assurance checks, you know, can just start. You know, at the very beginning, when the car gets checked in, you're, uh, you know, mapping the vehicle and the estimator is doing their quality check, you know, as the car is getting checked in, they're writing their estimate. So, you know, the the checkpoints start at the very beginning, but once it gets, uh, starts to get through the method of repair, uh, one recommendation I give uh, everyone is to make sure that you wash every car before it goes into the uh, textile. Uh, you may ask me why um, and what's the reason. Uh, it's a big, big part because a lot of the time the cars are dirty and you can uh, find uh, golden nuggets of things that were missed Um, At that point, when they are tearing down the vehicle, the uh, when the car is cleaner, I've found that technicians and other parts of the the shop kind of have more care for the vehicle um, just because it's cleaner. And once it gets in, you know, done with uh, repairs and going into body and primer. Uh, I recommend that a quality assurance form be used and that would cover all stages of repair from body to refinish and it will uh, have each department check off on the other department's work just to make sure nothing was missed and one of the things that I did when I was uh, you know doing that process is I would go down the work order line by line. And that's very important, especially in the state of California, because we have the Bureau of Automotive Repair. And you wanna make sure that whatever you're charging for is being uh, performed, repaired. You obviously can make saves. Every time you do a check, uh, inspection, you will find something one thing i learned you know from marco maimoni my dad when i learned how to qc a car that you know you can spend you know 45 minutes looking at an estimate and then within 3 seconds someone else can find four things that you missed so that is very important to to know because everyone has a different way of looking at the vehicle and the quality in-process quality assurance form, it just makes it, it makes saves. It um, eliminates possibly the car going back in the, into production, and it creates a faster cycle time, and your KPIs will be better. And th- there, it, there's a lot of benefit to it.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you more about the form. You know, I think sometimes maybe. People might think, oh, that's a unnecessary step, but the the documentation is, is a pretty important part of this process, right? Like, you know, when in doubt, you want to over document. You know, make sure that everyone knows, you know, what was done and why as that car goes through repair. Correct?
1: Yes, you you do. You want to make sure, you know, everyone. I I feel even though they're they're clocking in day by day, you know, and they're going through the motions. You want them to have a sense of ownership when they're working on the vehicles, and by giving them the proper documentation, you're giving them the resources to make proper judgment uh, calls on uh, on the repair. And um, you know, an example could be if a production manager is looking uh, in once it goes from body to paint and he's inspecting, or it's even in body, before it goes to paint, he's inspecting the uh, welds, and he notices that the technician used uh, MIG welds instead of spot welds. There's a save. You know, he looked at the repair instructions from the OEM, and he caught a major, major issue that could have, gone through and an improper repair would have taken place so there that that is a a prime example of when documentation helps um at the very beginning um once it's done with repairs uh, in body um
0: so then we You know, car moves through the repair, the ultimate documentation is really that final checklist that takes place. Um, uh, I know we've talked about this before on the show, but you know, what are the steps that we go through at that point and what are we looking for in that final checklist?
1: Well, I will say that, you know, in one of the other previous podcasts that I did, I had a gentleman from Northern California reach out to me. He runs 15 uh, body shops for BMW and I worked with him on his own quality assurance form through the process and also his final inspection form. And you don't need to make the form, you know, two pages long, but it's important to what I feel is you you want to write it in such a way where every car goes through the same steps every single time. Doesn't matter if it's a bumper job or a bigger hit, it goes through the same process. I recommend that you start the checklist uh, while you're you're acting like you're in the vehicle. You're checking all the electronics. You're checking to make sure the air conditioning works. You know stuff like that. And then when you get out of the vehicle, you always check the lug nuts. People may ask me, why do you do that? Because we never took, you know, we didn't do anything to the wheels. But what if the technician had taken the wheel off to get access to the wheelhouse and he didn't tighten the lug nuts? There's a save. So, you know, again, you gotta always think that what what could happen through the method of repair. And when you, you do this religiously, it will, um, you know, create saves. After that, you, you flip the car in the air, you get, again, grab the repair instructions and grab the work order. Did we do any suspension? Yes, we did. Okay. So then you would have the our quali- your quality assurance mechanic check all the lug nuts to make sure they're tight. I recommend, like I told the gentleman from BMW, you tighten you, you tighten the bolts and then you mark them with paint. The reason why you do that is because it's a, a tell. If it comes back because of an issue and then you lift it in the air and that seal of paint is broken, therefore you know it's been tampered with. But also another reason why it's important because if you have let's say 25 bolts that you need to check it's human nature you might miss one so it's another way of doing a quality assurance check to make sure that you covered and check every bolt after that <clears throat> the car is lowered in the air uh, on the ground you check the spare tire and toolkit making sure that stuff's in there again you got to make you got to think what what did what happened through the method of repair. You always got to check that and make sure that stuff's in the car. I did forget that you always check the uh, battery terminal. Another thing that could have been loosened by a a technician or a painter through the method of repair. You're doing those checklists every single time and the next thing you do is a test drive on every car just to make sure there's no issue.
0: So if, you know, we go through all this, all these steps and, you know, sometimes mistakes happen, you know, forget something, what is that, you know, review process like, you know, you go back and with the whole team, you go through the checklist and say, you know, where do we make a mistake? Like, how do you evaluate and like learn from those mistakes so that you're better the next time?
1: Well, I would do a one-on-one first before getting the whole team involved, um, one thing I did forget is I would recommend for the in process and the final QC, I would recommend you have it uh, translated into English and Spanish to make sure that the teammates are are able to read it because a lot of technicians don't know how to read English and the terminology that comes along with it. So you you know that way it will make sense to them. When I was with uh, Service King, their quality assurance in process checklist had the english and spanish printed on printed on the same page so you can make it on one page and not on two different pages but back to your point uh, question todd you do individual team uh you know meetups with the department or the individual and then um You know that creates also you start seeing trends where things are missed and that will create coaching opportunities uh possible uh write-ups if needed but it also creates keeps your culture going where you want it to go one thing that when i ran san gabriel uh, marcus collision center san gabriel we didn't have these quality assurance forms because the Quality standard was entrenched in um, that location because of Marco and because of the the people knew the standard. Our other shops, uh, even though they knew the standard, did have that quality assurance form. So it you know it does not you know it's a good thing to have to start and then I would always continue doing it. But do again, team. Um, individual meetups with the team, uh, group meetups with departments. And then if it gets uh, bigger than that, you do uh, a shop uh, meetup to make sure everything is uh, where you want it to be. You give examples and it, it's very beneficial. The one thing I, I will mention, the last part is when you're on the delivery, you, you, when you're going through that test drive, with the customer this is another thing part of the te- uh when you did the test drive they may say "Why well, hurt heard this little crank oh it's gone now yeah, there you go you got a, a csi um you know a, a possible up in your csi there's all these different things that can happen with a test drive at the final qc and also at the final delivery
0: And, you know, if there is a mistake made somewhere, it it is an opportunity also to look at, you know, maybe it's a process problem that we have. Like it might reveal things that, you know, are only going to help the shop going forward that would only be revealed by having these checklists.
1: Yes, um, I will say with the Marquis Collision Center uh, final inspection form is that that form, every time something went wrong, it got added to the list um weld burns on seat belts um on you know and or the vents had uh filler dust in them and so you don't check them customer turns on the vents guess what happens they get a nice little coating of uh you know filler dust all over them <laughs> those are things that were added to the list because of something that happened that we did not check at the at the final stage And then it happened at the delivery or when the customer went home. So, you know, your forms are always going to evolve. I recommend, though, don't once something happens, you add it to the list. Uh, Marco was very, very big about that kind of thing, you know, and it helped in many regards. But I would, you know, if it happens, let's say 10 times in a month, okay, add it. But, you know, don't you you'll have a library going if if you add things um, as they happen on a once in a time basis.
0: Uh, Chris, any final thoughts on this topic? Anything we missed or anything that we should be sure to discuss before we sign off here?
1: No, I, I just you know I encourage everyone. You always got to remember that you're putting a family back in that vehicle. You gotta remember that um, it's not just about your paycheck at that point. You gotta, we we have to do our due diligence. We are human, we will miss things, but we have to do what we know is right. And that is the biggest thing. You wanna make, sh- you wanna, the biggest compliment you could get is when someone can't find anything wrong with the car and find that the car almost say this car has never been repaired that's the biggest compliment that i would recommend that everyone strive for going
0: forward some great tips once again chris mimoni thanks so much for joining us
1: thank you todd appreciate it